Well, the story of Easter is a story of ups and downs, isn't it? Incredibly happy and exciting moments and incredibly sad and fearful moments and the most awful moment of them all. And when we're happy and excited, I don't know about you, but our hearts usually start to beat a little faster, don't they? I wonder if you can join me in just tapping out a quite excited heart rhythm. Can you keep time with me? That's it. Can you keep that going while I talk? Your challenge for this morning. Not the whole talk, just the next little bit. So you keep it going, that's it. Jesus' disciples were really happy and excited to see him ride into Jerusalem on a donkey. The crowd of people got excited too. They waved palm branches and they shouted, Hosanna! And then Jesus ate a special supper with his friends. He's still breathing, keep it going. (laughs) It was his last meal with them. He shared bread and wine and he washed their feet, just like a servant would. It was strange. Felt like something big was going to happen. And then Jesus took his friends and he spent the night praying in the garden. It seemed very sad and his friends fell asleep. Let's slow that heartbeat down. Keep it going. One of Jesus' followers, called Judas, brought soldiers to the garden where Jesus was. He'd been paid money by the priests to betray him and hand Jesus over, and Jesus was arrested and led away. One of his best friends, Peter, followed behind, but when somebody kept asking him if he knew Jesus, he pretended he didn't. When he realized how he'd let Jesus down, Peter cried. Jesus was given an unfair trial. Although he had done nothing wrong, he was beaten and hurt very badly and mocked. The crowds shouted for his death. He was made to drag a wooden cross to a place where Roman soldiers nailed him to it. And he was left to die. And we call that Good Friday. But on that day, it felt like there was nothing good about it. When he died, the sky went dark, and the curtain in the temple tore in two from top to bottom, and the heartbeat of Jesus stopped. Everything just stopped. Jesus' friends wrapped his dead body up in cloth and laid it in a stone tomb. A huge stone was rolled in front of it so that nobody could get in. And just to make sure, Roman soldiers stood on guard outside. And nothing happened for the rest of that day and the following day. Let's hear what happened next. Rosalind. The reading today is taken from John, chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. The empty tomb. Early on the first day of the week, while it was dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. 
Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from scripture that Jesus had risen from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. Now Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord, and she told them that he had what he had said, and the, sorry, she told them that he had said these things to her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Christ. I guess Jesus' tomb was a little bit like this egg inside. It must be quite dark and cramped in there. But when the resurrection happened and Jesus burst out of the tomb, Good Friday gets smashed once and for all, and new life is set free. This is why I needed the sturdy table. <laughs> it's more of a plod than a smash. I mean, it's kind of making me think I've been having it by a radiator, but I hadn't. Whoa, look, there's a bit going. You're just checking. Are you quality control? You want, you want to help, do you? Uh, okay. Maybe you can help with the next one. <laughs> Jesus coming back to life was called the resurrection. The trouble was, nobody saw it. The soldiers fainted. They didn't see Jesus coming out. And the next thing we know, there's women arriving at the tomb. And they're expecting to find a dead body. And they find it empty. And the actual moment of the resurrection happened in private. All that resurrection joy and only two angels there to see it. We just heard the story of the women going to the tomb. They think they're going to look after the body and anoint it with spices. But here in the garden, the resurrection had already happened. They don't understand. It's like they were stuck in their Good Friday. Their grief and their sadness kept them in the dark. But as the reality of what's happened begins to dawn on them, their grief is first turned to disbelief and then to joy and the Good Friday sadness... <laughs> is smashed once and for all. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> all right, carefully. <laughs> the aim is to keep it in the basket, all right? <laughs> it is fun, isn't it? <laughs> New life is set free. Jesus is alive. You see, 
When Jesus died, something died with him. And when he was raised from the dead back to life again, something changed forever. And that cannot ever be undone. Life and death can never be the same again any more than I can put the pieces of this Easter egg back together again. Don't worry. We've <laughs> got a hope that lasts even beyond death. Jesus took our wrongdoing on himself when he died, and he made a way for us to be forgiven so that we can be friends with God forever. It's a gift, like a chocolate egg. We can't earn it. We can't earn this act of love. We can only believe and receive it. And everyone here today can have a bit of the chocolate later if they want it. I'll put it on the hatch at the end of the service. Everyone can receive this love of God because it doesn't depend on us and how good we are. It depends on God and how good he is. And it's a bit like the women who came to the tomb. We can make a choice. We can choose to keep living with the mess and the chaos and the darkness in our lives, running things away because God won't force us to love him. Or we can choose to give all that darkness to God, to believe in this everlasting miracle of Easter resurrection and to live in the light. He's not here. He is risen. Jesus is alive. Do you want to smash the final one? Come on then. Can you reach? Oh yeah. <laughs> just just the egg. <laughs> yeah, it made a whole good excellent. Turn it over. That's really good. Do you want to give that? I'm kind of seeing how Easter morning might have been playing out in a few homes here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great job. Just do the last little bit there. Excellent. The fact that the tomb was empty is a really important part of the Easter story. It's the reason for the alleluias, actually, isn't it, that we say at the start of the service. If Jesus had died on the cross, and that was it then the first disciples might as well have packed up and gone home. If Jesus didn't rise from the dead, then we might as well pack up now and go home too. There'd be little point in having church. We'd have nothing new to offer that the world does not already have. And we'd have no way through the suffering and through the pain and the wrong that we often see in the world. But that's not how the story ends. Jesus' love for us was so strong that even death could not hold him. And because of Jesus, we have the fullest of lives now and hope in the most difficult of times. But we also have hope beyond death as well. That's pretty incredible, isn't it? And if that's news to you today and you want to know more about that, then come and talk to me after the service or ask a Christian that you know and trust who is here today. Amen. I'll look after this, shall I? <laughs> Thank you.